0: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. The topic for today's show is I told you so. I've told you over and over again that our schools are a mess. I've said it repeatedly that the ivory tower has crumbled. I've warned that your local schools in your own backyard, your alma mater, your college and university, all of these institutions are little more than indoctrination camps. And that they're grooming your children. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thanks for listening into the show. Today's topic is the grooming of children. And I'm going to use several news stories to make my point. But again, I'm doing it in the context of everything I've said a hundred times over on this show. I've told you that this is happening. I've shared with you specific evidence Specific situations in school district after school district, college after college, university after university. I've said this is happening. And my challenge to you today is to do something about it. Don't let them intimidate you. Oh, they'll accuse you of being homophobic, transphobic. They'll say that you're a conspiracy theorist and that you're part of QAnon. They'll accuse you of being intolerant there. They'll claim that you don't believe in inclusion. They'll label every word that comes out of your mouth as hate speech. They'll claim you're compromising their safe space. They'll blame you for the problem, for the mental and the spiritual dysfunction of your children when they are the ones that have been grooming your kids from the youngest ages to drink the Kool-Aid and buy the lie. It's time for you to stand up and say no, with the same energy that people are protesting against critical theory, you need to protest against this because it's the same thing. It's hand in glove. It's the same lie. They're grooming your children to be racist through critical theory. They're grooming your children to be sexual nihilists through their drag queen story hours and their LGBTQ rainbow curriculum. And they're doing it while they're in kindergarten. I've got the proof. And I'm going to share with you another story, and it comes right out of Oklahoma. Oklahoma State University sponsors a drag queen story hour on its campus, and they advertise on their poster that it's for ages two and up. I'll share that story and more after this break. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. Let's go to this story about Oklahoma State University. I'm reading this straight from Fox News. Oklahoma State University hosted a Drag Queen Story Hour for kids as young as two years old in early April, just a couple weeks ago. The event, Drag Queen Story Hour, that's what Oklahoma State University called it, took place on April 9th. And it was part of Oklahoma State University's Pride 2022 month. So this was a comprehensive program. This isn't the only event that took place. This is just one of them that took place at Oklahoma State University down in Stillwater. In the reddest of red states, the most conservative place in the country, supposedly, this stuff, this pablum is being peddled. It's being force-fed to your children right here in your state-funded, your tax-funded. Your money is paying for this. Your tax-funded institutions are hosting these things right under your nose. And it's time for you to just say, no, we're not going to accept this any longer, and you need to push your legislature to do something about it. That's my intent. That's my intent in giving you this information today on this show. So back to the story. Oklahoma State University hosted a Drag Queen Story Hour on April 9th. It was part of the university's officially sanctioned and promoted and organized Pride celebration for 2022. And on the poster that they put out, both online and hard copy that they posted around campus, I'm looking at it right now, it says that this event is appropriate for kids as young as two years of age. And it's going to take place in the Oklahoma State University Museum of Art. That's the location for this event, in the Museum of Art. Okay, the activities that they're saying take place during the Drag Queen Story Hour are geared towards children between ages two and eight. But all ages are welcome to join in on the fun, they say. Oklahoma State University Museum of Art and Oklahoma State University's Office of Multicultural Affairs hosted the event. And as I said, this was just one of many events for the Pride Month celebrations that were taking place on this campus. Here's another event that was taking place at the same time. This one was hosted by the Oklahoma State University Student Union. And this event was condom bingo, okay? Now, Oklahoma State University isn't the only place doing this. For example, uh, let's see. This one is uh, the Museum of Pop Culture in Seattle announced this particular year during Pride Month that it will host a week-long summer camp titled Drag Fantastic summer camp, The Art of Drag. And this thing is slated to take place August 8th through the 12th. They've just announced it. Now, they promote it to individuals 12 years of age to 18. And these 12 to 18-year-olds have a chance to investigate drag history while also creating drag personas while they attend this camp. Who in their right mind would send their kids to this? I'm condemning these institutions for sponsoring it, these colleges and universities and these museums, these libraries. What's wrong with the parents that send their kids to these things and pay good money for them to go there? A 12-year-old, a 13-year-old, a 14-year-old kid is the most confused kid in the world. And the last thing you should be doing with them at that point in their life is exacerbating that confusion, fueling the fire. The parent should be the adult in the room. The last thing you should do is hand your kids over to these predators who want to groom them in their racism and sexual nihilism and deviancy. And that's exactly what's taking place. And they're telling you this. They're putting it out on posters. Back to the Oklahoma State University story. They actually say in the description of their program for Drag Queen Story Hours at Oklahoma State University's campus, that stories and activities will be geared towards kids ages 2, 2, I'll say it one more time, 2 through 10. But you know what happened? When they got called on this, people were thinking, what in the world? Why in the world would you push this upon 2, 3, and 4-year-olds? Do you remember the outrage that swept across the nation because of the Florida Parental Rights and Education Bill? Because they rightly said nobody should be pushing sexual education of any kind on a kindergartner, first grader, or second grader, or third grader. At least you could agree to leave those children alone and protect their innocence. Oklahoma State University is saying that they're going to go down to two years of age and continue the same nonsense. But when they got caught, they actually removed, at least in their online version, they removed the age recommendation. Now, ask yourself why. Why would they remove it? It's because they got caught. They got caught admitting that they were trying to groom two-year-olds, three-year-olds, and four-year-olds. They knew that even some progressives find that to be an abhorrent idea and practice, to start monkeying around and manipulating children as young as two years of age. What in the world is wrong with anybody that would do that? That is not good education. That's not inclusion. That's not tolerance. That's, that's just pure evil. That's child abuse. And people doing that should be arrested. They shouldn't be funded at your local university. Back to the story here. I believe this is a quote from the Oklahoma State University Office of Multicultural Affairs or somebody there. Um, this is a time for young people to pursue self-expression. We celebrate creativity, and we're proud to offer an opportunity for young people to use drag to explore self-expression through creating characters and performances that express and uplift their unique identities, a spokesperson said. Really? Really. Two-year-olds, four-year-olds, eight-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds, You're going to explore drag as a means of helping them express themselves, develop characters and personas, and actually participate in drag performances at the conclusion of your camps. That's what they're doing in Seattle. And in Oklahoma, at Oklahoma State University, they're actually starting this whole grooming process When parents are stupid enough to bring their kids to these things when they're two years old, three years old, four years old. I told you of this about a year ago. It was in July, around the 4th of July, a year ago, when this story broke, and I told you about it. The San Francisco Gay Men's Choir put out a little ditty that was making the rounds on YouTube and Rumble and whatnot. It was a song that said this. I actually copied the lyrics before they took this down. But they sang this song. You think we're sinful. You think we're going to corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children. It happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. Just like you worried, we'll change their group of friends. You won't approve of where they go at night. You'll be disgusted when they start finding things online that you kept far from their sight. Oh, we'll convert your children. Yes, we will. There's really no escaping it. We'll convert your children. We're coming for them. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. Soon, we're almost certain, your kids will start converting you. We'll convert your children. And then we'll turn to you. That's their song. They actually had the courage, the forthrightness, the audacity to put that out publicly. Now, what's the difference between that song from the San Francisco Men's Choral Society or Choir, whatever they call themselves? What's the difference between what they just said? They're admitting that they're working to convert your children. We're coming for them. We're coming for them. And we'll convert your children and then your kids will start converting you, will convert your children, and then will turn to you. Oh, this story at Oklahoma State University and the one in Seattle, oh, those things don't stand alone. I've told you before a dozen other things. For example, the Chicago Public School District. It now provides prophylactics to fifth graders throughout the entire city's school system. And then we have Belmont Public School District in Boston, Massachusetts, where they teach that whiteness gets in your soul they teach this to kindergartens uh, by the way this is this is what they teach to elementary aged children starting with kindergarten and then they work their way up their curriculum in sex education says whiteness gets in your soul and it causes you to mess endlessly with the lives of your friends neighbors loved ones and all fellow humans of color now why are they talking about that in their sex education curriculum and otherwise well it's because critical theory And sexual nihilism are one in the the same. They're the same idea. It's the same idea of tearing down the nuclear family, of queering patriarchal structures. This is what Black Lives Matter says, and Black Lives Matter is grounded in critical theory. So critical theory isn't just about race. It's about sexual nihilism, too. It's about getting rid of any distinctions. Any distinctions are bad. And parental and hierarchical, structures that are grounded in common sense and rules and laws on how people should behave with parents teaching their kids to behave properly within a set of rules and boundaries. That's bad news for critical theory because you've got authority over children and you might actually teach them that what the local school is saying is garbage and nonsense. Well, they don't want you to do that. They want your voice to be silenced. They want you and your moral influence to be neutered in the minds of your children. We'll convert your children. We're coming for them. We're coming for them. We'll convert your children. Yes, we will. And then we'll turn to you. That's what they're doing. They're doing it in Belmont District School in Boston through critical theory. They're softening up the minds and the souls of your kids by making them feel guilty about racism. And they should. If real racism exists, they should be uncomfortable with it because that's evil, that's bad. But then they teach your kids that they're racist just by definition because of the color of their skin. And if they're racist, they're also homophobic and transphobic because all of these things are go hand in hand. You know, intersectionality, all of these things overlap. So if you're a racist, you're also uh, homophobic and you're transphobic and you're overly committed to cisgender normative thinking and we don't want that you need to you need to get rid of that old way of thinking and embrace tolerance and inclusion and fluidity in terms of human identity human identity that's what this is all about this is elevating self expression and human identity sexually and otherwise this is what they're teaching they're teaching it at oklahoma state they're teaching it in seattle they're teaching it at the Chicago Public School District. They're teaching it at Belmont Public Schools in Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, it doesn't end there. At Arizona, the Department of Education, they made headlines just recently for recommending readings that include equity and research papers on how white babies as young as three months old already harbor sexual biases that demand the state's intervention. That's what they're saying in the Department of Education in Arizona. Again, the overlap, the intersectionality of white babies. In other words, the racial bias that exists in white babies as young as three months of age, already harboring racial and sexual biases that demand intervention from the state. Well, what state entity is going to intervene? Well, probably your schools, right? We'll convert your children. We're coming for them. We're coming for them. We'll convert your children, and soon we'll turn to you. That's what they're saying. They said it. I'm not making it up. They said it. And they don't just say it. They actually follow up with with some actions, some plans, some strategies, some curriculum, some programs. And those actions, plans, and strategies, and programs include what? What? Drag queen story hours at Oklahoma State University for two-year-olds. And educational curriculum in Arizona that teaches our students, your students, your kids, that white babies as young as three months of age are already harboring sexual biases that need the state's intervention. In New York... Oh, we had a doozy in New York. You remember this one, New York City's Justine Fonte. She she was proudly bragging to the media about teaching masturbation to first graders at Ma- Manhattan's Dalton School. And then she taught at another school where she where she pushed porn literacy to juniors at Columbia Grammar and Prep. Okay? So, you've got it in Arizona, you've got it in New York, you've got it in Seattle, you have it in Chicago, and you have it in the reddest of red states, Oklahoma. We'll convert your children. We'll convert your children. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. And soon, we're almost certain your kids will start converting you. We will convert your children. And then, we'll turn to you. That's a quote. Is it possible, just think about it, is it possible that there's a connection between what they're singing about proudly and boldly and publicly? Do you think it's possible there's, that there's a connection between that and all of this stuff that's going on in these schools that I'm sharing with you right now? Do you think maybe, just maybe, these ideas don't stop in San Francisco and these ideas have spread across the entire country? Why? Why? Because all of our teachers that teach in our public schools get their training, where? From your universities, from your colleges and universities that are part and parcel of your state's educational system, and you're the one that's paying for it. Our teachers get these ideas from Oklahoma State University, from Ohio State University, from Michigan State University, from Illinois State University, from Montana State, from California State, from New York State to Mississippi State. They're getting these ideas from every institution and they're bringing them back into your local schools and they're teaching your kindergartners and your first graders and your second graders this nonsense. This is what they've been taught. And there are consequences to this. This is a story that I don't have time to get into much, but I'll just use it as a teaser, maybe for next week. Here's the headline. Sexual abuse of students in schools is something every parent should worry about. And under that it says, American public schools have become hunting grounds for sexual predators. The story talks about grooming in our public schools and how parents are being intimidated by being accused of being part of QAnon conspiracy theories, and they're being told that they're being homophobic and transphobic. But the fact of the matter is, is that there was a comprehensive report that was just issued. And it was a report about sexual abuses in our public schools. It was published by the Department of Education in 2004, our own Department of Education in 2004. And you might want to ask yourself while I'm reading the the following. What in the world has happened since 2004? Do you think it's gotten better? I highly doubt it. But in 2004, the estimate was that nearly 10% of K-12 through 12 students across America were victims of sexual misconduct by a public school employee. 10%. This came out of our own United States Department of Education. 10% of our students in public education, K-12, through 12, are victims of sexual misconduct by a public school employee. Now, if you assume that that figure is accurate, 10%, you know, what does that mean? It translates into approximately 4.5 million children nationwide are suffering sexual misconduct at your local school. 4.5 million. Now, to put that in context, that number is a hundred times greater than the physical abuse committed by Catholic priests that the left-wing media is making a big deal about. And I'm not saying that the abuse by Catholic priests should be ignored and swept under the rug. No, absolutely not. But the media should be reporting this other stuff too if it's a hundred times greater, don't you think? But no, there's no outcry. Have you even heard of this before? Has anybody talked about it? There's almost no public disclosure. And there will be no changes in our public school system if we don't demand it and demand accountability and transparency from our local schools. 4.5 million of our kids are being abused every year, and nobody's talking about it. And the report gets even worse. Not only does it just throw out the data that 4.5 million children are being sexually harassed, manipulated, and abused by public school teachers and other employees, it actually describes how they do it. They they talk about how these groomers actually practice their trade. They say that, Public school employees are grooming students with the intent to perpetuate future sexual abuse and misconduct. These educators first exhibit a pattern of grooming behaviors, for example, lavishing extra attention. And then they move to the sexual misconduct and sexual abuse. They go through this in phases, and they begin with a sexually charged communication within the curriculum. In other words... They bring them into drag queen story hours when they're two and three and four years of age and they start talking about this stuff. They completely destroy the innocence innocence of a child through sexually charged communication with the intent of grooming the child by lavishing extra attention on them, which ends with sexual misconduct and sexual abuse. This report is coming out and saying that. You should be as outraged, more outraged by this story as you are with critical theory being pervasive throughout your institutions. You know, everybody's rising up and protesting critical theory, critical race theory. And I agree, you should. It's garbage. It's neo-Marxism to the extreme. But as I've said, this sexual nihilism is part of critical theory. It's part of the theory of intersectionality. And if they're going to accomplish their goals to groom your children to be racist, they also have to groom your children to be sexual nihilists, and that's what they're doing. And the report actually says that. You as a parent should never hesitate to be very skeptical about introducing any discussion of sexuality into the classroom at these young ages at least. I mean, and if the teacher demands that this stuff be kept secret and won't allow you, the parent, to look at everything and hear everything and be part of everything that's being taught to your kid, then you should pull your kid out of that school and you should report the teacher to the police. I mean, you need to mandate transparency. You need to require that teachers notify you and get your approval before they engage in any. Any, I'll say it one more time, any sexual conversations with your children. I don't care how old they are, whether they're two or whether they're 12, whether they're 16 or whether they're in their senior year and ready to graduate. I mean, they made a big deal. They made a big deal about the Catholic church abuse. They made a big deal about the Boy Scouts. But they're being completely silent about the abuse that's taking place in your public schools. Abuse that statistically is a hundred times greater than the Catholic Church or the Boy, Boy Scout stuff. Why? Why? It's because they know what they're doing, and they don't want you involved. If all of this becomes public, then you're going to demand a change. You're going to say that the ideas that they're teaching to your children aren't working. And the proof that it, these ideas don't work is in the behavior of the people that we've taught these ideas to over the last 20, 30 years. And who are these people? It's the graduates of our local schools. It's you and me. It's our children. It's our nieces and nephews. They've been taught to be groomers. You've got 4.5 million of your kids that are suffering the consequences of this broken, broken curriculum, this broken worldview. We're sacrificing our children to this stuff, and we're remaining silent. You cannot do so any longer. Not to speak is to speak, and not to act is to act. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. God isn't going to hold any of us guiltless. We must speak up, and we must say, stop. I'm going to close one more time by saying, four and a half million kids are being abused annually. And this was in 2004. It's greater, you know it is. How much more? I don't know. But we've got 4.5 million kids that are suffering because we're perpetuating critical theory, which is not only about racism, it's about intersectionality, which includes sexual nihilism and the destruction of the nuclear family and the sexual distinctions and responsibilities therein. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.